It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome back to Signal Boost. I'm Zerlina Maxwell, and I am super excited to talk to Simu Liu um, from Shang-Chi um, and the Legend of Ten Rings because I'm a Marvel fan, and this is one of the... Um, Marvel characters I was less familiar with than others because I, I feel like my comic book level of knowledge is like at a certain level and then there's like the next level. Like I would have mm-hmm. to, um, to know the full um, backstory. So that's why I'm excited to chat. Um, and I read that you actually tweeted at Marvel um, that you wanted um, to do this role, but I'm assuming that is not how you ended up with the role. So tell us about how this all came together. Um, yeah, there were, there were a couple of tweets. Um, none of them ever really ended up going anywhere until I was actually cast. And then retroactively, somebody had, had dug up the tweets and were like, Hey, do you realize, you realize this guy like called it, like he called a shot, uh, 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 like seven years or like five years ago. And, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great little narrative. I mean, I would love to just sit here and tell you that I could see into the future and, um, I am just like a, I'm, you know, just a, just a god of some sort. But uh, no, it was just, I mean, it was just, just me kind of tweeting my thoughts out to my twelve followers that I had at the time. What you know, wishing that one day I could, you know, be something as as incredible as a as a Marvel superhero, and, and really just kind of forgetting about it as soon as I tweeted it. Um, I love that it but, became a narrative. <laughs> but it's yeah, like, it's a cool one. It's, like a real person. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, I, I also get that, you know, it's it's less about whether or not someone's on the other side receiving that, but it's it's more about doing it for you, right? It's like you you look at the horizon and you say, I want to go that way, and um, it's it's all about kind of vocalizing your dreams and allowing yourself the permission to to you know believe and 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 to pursue, and and I think there's there's definite power in that, but yes, to to make it very very clear that tweet had nothing to do with me getting the job from in a, in a tangible way. I, I did audition and uh, many times before I was off the role. You're like, you can't just tweet your way into a Marvel movie, guys. That's, you don't if only that. it were that easy. Yeah. Right, right. Then I would, I mean, there were so many things I would tweet. So one of the things I was thinking about um, prepping for this was um, representation in the Marvel universe um, is so important. And it's, it's meant so much to so many different communities, especially in the last few years and I remember you know what it was like to go with my sister and our like Black Panther t-shirts and go to Black Panther and so I'm curious if you think um I know you were born in China but Canadian uh raised um what what does this movie mean to you personally as somebody who was born in China considering um that this is a story um about that community um I think I think you're absolutely right in that in that representation, you know, especially at, at, at the level of like a superhero can be so empowering for a community. And, um, you know, growing up, I certainly never saw myself represented in that way. And it really affected what I felt like, you know, I was I was capable of achieving in, in my life. And, and even when I started out as an actor, you know, my, my ultimate goal was to be a, a 
kung fu stuntman that got beaten up by the white characters, you know, because I literally that was the only representation that I saw. And I was like, well, clearly that's the that's the top. That's the ceiling for me. Um, and, and I would have been you know, happy to, to end up there. And thankfully, you know, as as the world has progressed, so have my you know perceptions and my thoughts and and you know i've recognized the need for more authentic representation um yeah this i i feel like this movie is is incredibly important i feel like it, it definitely stands on the shoulders of black panther of you know mr chadwick boseman who, who we miss dearly um and just you know and just continuing that fight. And, and I really do believe that every single community deserves to have their superhero. And uh, hopefully this is, this is yet another, you know, step forward in that, in that ultimate goal. It's so true. I mean, when you don't, you don't see yourself reflected, you don't realize how much you need it <laughs> until mm-hmm. you go and watch it. Um, and I know that people have, a, it's incredibly emotional for people. So this is a cool, obviously Marvel movie and action film i don't want to get a twist it's not like you know not a marvel film this is a marvel film and for those who are familiar with with the comics they know this i'm just doing the primer for the folks who are not familiar um so you have a background in taekwondo how did the how did you prep for the training i'm low-key i kind of want to do like fight training but now in covid i don't know how you do that on zoom so how did you prepare for this role I see. I see. Well, I had a bit of a martial arts background. I don't, I don't know if I took too much in Taekwondo. I, I think I may have dabbled in it a little bit, but uh, I was really more of like an acrobatics and gymnastics guy. Like that was, that was where my, that was my entire background that I came from. Um, used to do backflips with my friends in my backyard, nearly broke my neck more than one occasion, multiple occasions, just absolute sheer teenage stupidity. But uh, um, you know, I ended up being a, a pretty body aware person and, and, Re- relatively athletic. I was on the, you know, I was on my high school basketball team and, and uh, played volleyball in, in, in college. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I knew that jumping into this role where this character was potentially the greatest hand-to-hand fighter in the, in the history of the earth uh, meant that I had to, I had to, you know, train. I, I worked a little bit as a stuntman in Toronto. I was, I was more of like a backup stunt guy. Like I was the guy that they called when all the main guys were injured or didn't want to do it but uh you know so that that kind of show tells you everything you need to know about my skill level there but uh, you know i knew that i needed to work so i i you know hunkered down i I worked out like you know five six hours a day five times a week uh training with with the stunt team as if i was one of them and and really that was the only way to to get better you know and and um you feel like i I felt like after after about four months of prep when we were finally ready to go to camera I, i was in a very different place and I had the flexibility and the range of motion okay. and the explosiveness to, to really bring this character to life. I mean, I, how sore were you? Cause that just five, six hours feels like. Constantly. Constantly. Right. I, I don't think yeah. steps are like moving quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and my tendons, my tendons were constantly in pain because they really like flexibility is such a big part of, <laughs> of all of this. And it's one that, you know, it, it's probably not the most obvious. And, and for me, I, I just, really surprised at how not flexible I was. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just very important to, to, to rest Epsom salt baths, massages, all of those things. And then, and then hope that hope that you don't get too much more sore the next day. That's so true. I mean, just even in sports growing up, I remember being so sorry. I was like, there has to be a solution to this Epsom salt. Yeah. 
Um, so one of the things I also read about you is that you're an accountant, which is like, that is so random. How did that happen? So how do you go from accounting to acting? Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like depending on who you ask, the acting is the more random thing because I really had, I guess, structured my whole life to go down this one path. Uh, you know, I went to went to business school uh, in, in college, graduated with a degree in finance and accounting and then, you know, worked at uh, Deloitte, one of the largest professional services and accounting firms in the world uh, for a grand total of eight months um, before I was before I was laid off. And, um, you know, really just kind of comes back to what the things that you're meant to do. And, and I, I definitely was not meant to do that. I, I found the accounting environment really, really rough on me. Um, I really didn't fit in. I knew that it wasn't for me. And I, and I kind of just didn't know how to get out. So thankfully, I, I was actually put out of my misery. And it wasn't until that point where I thought, hey, look, I might as well just try something that makes me happy because everything that I worked so hard for in my life had just imploded. So, you know, with nothing left to lose, kind of like at rock bottom, I, I went on Craigslist and I, and I answered an ad to be a movie extra. And that's kind of how it all started in a nutshell. And, and the rest, I mean, it's, it's just persistence. It's a lot of rejection and, and yeah. um, just never giving up really. I feel that way, but about lawyers. That's, I was supposed to be a lawyer and I went to law school and the whole thing, I worked in law firms as a paralegal. And then I was like, no one here is happy. <laughs> Everyone here is so miserable. I think that if I came here, I would also be miserable. I'm sure I'm not immune. So one of the things that I think is really cool about, um, okay, so that was a weird way to frame this question, but <laughs> it's related to the question I asked you about your training. So one of the questions one of our great producers put together <laughs> is, um, you have a lot of shirtless scenes because she actually, uh, one of our producers, they went to a pre-screening, like an early screening of this film. So I have all of the intel um, from this. Okay. And apparently you take your shirt off a bunch um, in, in the movie. Um, do you ever get insecure? Do you do extra crunches every night? I'm always curious, like, the, I mean, I think women get asked this stuff a lot, but men, maybe not. So I'm just flipping the script a little. Oh, well, I, I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, I had those days marked on my calendar and, and the, you know, the crazy thing too is like one of them, one of them I had before the, the pandemic hit. And so I had been working out, I had done the four months prep. I was constantly in shape. I was probably in the best shape of my life. Did the one shirtless scene. Great. Shut down for four months. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, do it. Should I, should I just, I just not have carbs for this whole time. Should I just not eat? Should I just not do, you know, should I just like keep hitting the gym five times a week, even though like we couldn't even go to a gym. So I was like trying to work out, trying to like do push-ups in my apartment, but like there was just really no way to, you know, stay active. And then slowly, of course, as the months dragged on and on, I was like, okay, I'm going to have a donut guys. Like the world <laughs> is miserable. Everyone's at home, like eat something, please. And then when we finally got word that we were coming back in July, they were like, Oh, by the way, your, your shirtless scene is like on our second day back. And I was like, are you, are you freaking kidding me? I just spent, I just spent like half a year getting into the best shape of my life. And now you want, and then now you, but you want me now after the donuts to, to do the shirt. And then, so, you know, that, that started off a whole other thing. And, and thankfully um, in Australia, you know, uh, it, things started to open up uh, fairly quickly. And uh, you know, first, first chance I could get went out to the gym with my trainer and I was like, put me through hell we gotta, we gotta get there. We gotta represent, 
uh, you know, for, for Asian people everywhere. And uh, yeah, thankfully he got me, he got me to a good place for, for that scene. I love that you went to lockdown and you were like, I'm not going to eat. I'm just going to try to maintain. I'm like, no, like, especially it's because we're in pandemic. You can't tell me to be on a diet in this situation. If I want, definitely have it. I have it every time I think it because I'm going to work out. Like I figured out the workout part. Like I work out at home. I do my videos, whatever, or I run. So I figured that out, but I'm not going to like remove the joy part. Right. In the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. I think that the key was the key was that we just didn't know how long. Because if it ended up being two weeks, then you know maybe we should just I, I should just do a hundred pushups every day and and just kind of keep everything like tight. But uh, you know, one one week, two weeks, you know, a month. By by the two month mark was really when I was like, guys, this I'm I'm I, I'm hungry. Yeah. No, I would be hungry. And especially because food is like one of the small things you can do in lockdown that brings the joy. Oh my God. Yeah. The only, the only thing at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Our dog is very cute. She's helpful. Um, She brings a lot of joy in the house. So one of the questions I know from people that are Marvel fans, they want to know if you think um, that Shang-Chi could beat Thanos in a power of the 10 rings, which feels like a very insider question, but I understand it, the broad strokes of that question, given what I know about the Marvel Universe. Shang-Chi versus Thanos. Uh, I, I feel like you got to do it without the Infinity Gauntlet, because I feel like with the gauntlet on, with all the powers at his disposal, um, that's that's pretty tough. Yeah. Um, that's 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 really tough to for, for anybody to, to beat him. Um, but I would say... I would say like mano a mano, uh, Thanos, Shang Chi. I I think I think it'd be a very very even fight, um, and and maybe and maybe Shang Chi needs the the help of uh, certain artifacts uh, that that may or may not come come across his way. But uh, yeah yeah, he's he's you know at his core he's just a, he's just a regular guy. So that would be that that would be a quick fight if it was just just him, but. It, under certain circumstances, there could like be a fight there for sure. He would be he would be beaten quickly. Um, that's really funny. So, um, last question: In lockdown, we only have one more minute, so it'll be very easy. Um, yeah, yeah. W- besides food, what is the small thing that you do every day, or if there is anything that you where it just makes you happy that you find joy? I was writing a book. I was writing a book, so I I don't know I don't know how much of the writing process was joyful. Well, there, were, there, there was a lot of it. I mean, I mean, parts of it were also excruciating, but I, I found a lot of joy in, in just writing every day, jotting down thoughts, writing the book. Um, you know, the book is, is about my family's journey. And so it was, I think it was just a great little routine that we would, even though we were separated because we were half a world apart, they were in Canada. Um, you know, I was able to talk to them and, and reminisce about their life and, and help them kind of jot out the story of, of how they got to where they are. Um, and it's just really a beautiful way for us to keep in touch. And, and um, also we're, we're very happy that a, a book came out of it. And so we've, we finished it and, and um, it, we're looking book? to release it. I'm sorry. What's the name of the book? Tell it's, the book is called we were dreamers and uh, it comes out next, next May. So uh, not for a while, but we're really excited. Well, we'll have you back for the book because I really want to hear about more about um, that story as well. But I'm so oh, that's happy. so sweet. I would I would love that. Of course. 
Um, we are so happy to have you, Samu Liu, um, Marvel Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Ring. It's out September the 3rd, theaters, which is really cool. And my co-host, who is sadly couldn't be here today, she um, is very excited to see this in a drive-thru theater. Um, so she wanted to let you know that she's going to experience it in a pretty cool way. I'm glad drive Thank you. you. Thank you so much. I appreciate Thank you. your time. And please stay safe. Thanks so much. We'll be right back. Bye.